Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Good morning. For most Americans, this Labor Day weekend is our last chance to catch our breath before the hustle and bustle of the fall. I'm on vacation with my family, and many of you may be driving to the beach or the lake for the last long weekend of summer. Maybe you're planning to do some backyard, back-to-school shopping or have a backyard barbecue for your family and friends. Or perhaps you're one of the unsung heroes of Labor Day, the police officers, the health care workers who have to be on the job this weekend. Or maybe you're spending Labor Day weekend by catching up on C-SPAN's podcast, The Weekly. Because, as President Bill Clinton said in that September 3, 1994 radio address, it's Labor Day weekend. But this isn't a podcast about Labor Day. No, it's a podcast about the place where President Clinton taped that radio address. As he said, he and his family were on vacation. The place? Martha's Vineyard. During his presidency, the Clinton family spent many summers on Martha's Vineyard, an island off the southeastern coast of Massachusetts. So, for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly, our big summertime finale, we share some Clinton family memories from vacationing on Martha's Vineyard. Why that eruption of cheers? That was for President Bill Clinton, exiting the Bickerton and Ripley bookstore. Next stop on his stroll through the streets of Martha's Vineyard on September 3, 1994, the Truly Scrumptious Cafe. During that 1994 trip to Martha's Vineyard, President Clinton got this question from a reporter. How's the vacation going? No answer from President Clinton to the reporter's question. In fact, he rarely interacted with the media pool covering his family vacations to Martha's Vineyard. But he did share some thoughts about Martha's Vineyard in other settings, like at the Waldorf Astoria in New York City. December 10, 1997, President Clinton addressed a Democratic fundraiser, also appearing legendary singer-songwriter James Taylor. When we were vacationing uh, on Martha's Vineyard on two different occasions, we went sailing off Martha's Vineyard, and James Taylor was a member of the crew. Now, it wasn't such a great thing watching him work the ropes and the sails, although that's truly impressive, but when we got to a calm sea, he sang for us. And uh, with the stars out and the moon out and the water calm, it's something that uh, none of us will ever forget. Actually, that wasn't the first time President Clinton mentioned being with James Taylor on Martha's Vineyard. Here he is, October 12, 1993, speaking at a celebration honoring the 200th anniversary of the University of North Carolina. I began to think of this moment in August uh, when I was on vacation. And I 
spent an evening with a person who used to be one of your great sons, James Taylor. And I asked him to sing Carolina in my mind so that I could begin to think about what this day might mean to all of us. On May 20th, 1994, President Clinton was in San Bernardino, California, discussing defense-based conversion. The day before, the death of former First Lady Jackie Kennedy Onassis. This is a very sad day for, for my wife and for my daughter and for me because in addition to being a an, an very important figure in our nation, she was a personal friend of ours. Uh, last summer on our family vacation, we had one of the most wonderful days I ever spent with uh, with Jackie and her daughter Caroline and her son-in-law and her brother-in-law and uh, a number of members of her family. Bill Clinton told this story at the September 9, 2009 memorial service for TV news anchor Walter Cronkite. And when I became president, we were vacationing on Martha's Vineyard together. And we'd be thrown together at dinner parties or receptions or whatever. And he started talking to me about his uh, young years before TV and when he worked for UPI, when he, like Ronald Reagan, did third-hand radio accounts of sporting events in Kansas City when it was a pretty hot town in Houston before it was one of our great metropolises. And I just wound up being crazy about the guy. Walter Cronkite had his own story about the Clintons and Martha's Vineyard. Here's what he told C-SPAN on September 12th, 1993. What is retirement like? We have a, we have a country home, I must say, at Martha's Vineyard. And one of the luckiest things that ever happened to me was that I was out of the country when President Mrs. Clinton <laughs> spent 10 days on our little island. Not that I wouldn't uh, have enjoyed taking them sailing or have had some closer association with them than is permitted otherwise, but that social rat race as to who got invented, invited where on that little island over 10 or 11 days would have been an, an appalling experience. Others have told stories about the Clintons vacationing at Martha's Vineyard. From a November 8, 2013 book talk, here's law professor Alan Dershowitz. So um, one day, this is a name-dropping, name-dropping alert, name-dropping story. So my wife and I, uh, my wife's here today, we uh, invited Bill and Hillary Clinton to come to synagogue with us on Martha's Vineyard uh, the second year of his presidency, and he came and Hillary came, and we had dinner together afterward, and I asked Hillary uh, why she hadn't gone to Harvard Law School. She said, well, Harvard didn't want me. I said, you mean they turned you down? No, 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 they accepted me, but when I went to a Lincoln's in Christmas dance, I had letters from Harvard and Yale, and I showed it to a professor and said, where should I go? And he said, we have about as many women as we need at Harvard, and Yale is more suited to the feminine mentality. You ought to go to Yale. And uh, as a result of that, she went to Yale. She met Bill Clinton. Had she not done that, he would never have been president. And here's the late business executive and powerful political insider Vernon Jordan at the April 9th, 2014 Civil Rights Summit hosted by the Lyndon Johnson Presidential Library in Austin, Texas. Introducing President Clinton, 
Vernon Jordan tells a story about legendary Washington Post publisher, Catherine Graham. About 20 years ago, at a party at the late Kay Graham's home on Martha's Vineyard, I and a number of guests were treated to a performance by the great Carly Simon. Perhaps inspired by her incredible voice, a friend of mine and I proceeded to sing the Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing. We sang a cappella, the entire song, all three verses, just my friend and I. A photographer captured our duet, which my singing partner later inscribed as follows. To Vernon, from the only wasp who knows the lyrics, signed Bill Clinton. Also mentioning Catherine Graham and Martha's Vineyard, Hillary Clinton. Here she is opening a speech at the National Press Club, July 19, 2001, two days after Mrs. Graham died. Let me, though, begin with just a word um, about a great loss for this city, our country, and journalism. And, of course, I'm speaking about Catherine Graham. Uh, The last time I saw her was just a few weeks ago, and we were talking about plans to get together again. She was always uh, so hospitable and welcoming um, my family to uh, her home on Martha's Vineyard. Of course, at some point, every president goes on vacation. Joe Biden goes home to Delaware and to South Carolina. Donald Trump went to his homes in Mar-a-Lago in Florida and Bedminster, New Jersey. Barack Obama, like Bill Clinton, went to Martha's Vineyard. George W. Bush went to his home in Crawford, Texas. Ronald Reagan went to Rancho del Cielo in California. And for each president, the work seems to always follow along. Here's President George H.W. Bush on September 2nd, 1991, on vacation in Kennebunkport, Maine, and holding a press conference. Thank you all very much. End of press conference nine for the summer vacation, not counting any questions on the golf course. Is that right, Marlon? I want to be sure I'm factually correct here. Take that down, please. Everybody note it. It's a very interesting historical fact. And here's his son, George W. Bush, from his final press conference as president, January 12th, 2009. People say, well, there you are in Crawford on vacation. You never escape the presidency. It travels with you everywhere you go. And there's not a moment where you don't think about being president. Unless you're riding mountain bikes as hard as you possibly can trying to forget for the moment. Here's an example of how a president can never, as President Bush put it, escape the presidency, even when on vacation. August 20th, 1998. President Clinton is vacationing on Martha's Vineyard, but he suddenly flies back to the White House. Back in a suit, in the Oval Office, he addresses the nation. Good afternoon. Today, I ordered our armed forces to strike at terrorist-related facilities in Afghanistan and Sudan because of the imminent threat they presented to our national security. I want to speak with you about the objective of this action and why it was necessary. 
Our target was terror. Our mission was clear, to strike at the network of radical groups affiliated with and funded by Osama bin Laden, perhaps the preeminent organizer and financier of international terrorism in the world today. Finally, presidents aren't the only politicians who go on vacation. Congress does too. It's called recess. And just like with presidents, Congress vacations can be used in the political back and forth. Opening his September 17, 2016 weekly address, here's President Barack Obama. Hi, everybody. I've delivered a few hundred of these weekly addresses over the years. And you may have noticed a theme that pops up pretty often. The Republicans who run this Congress aren't doing their jobs. And guess what? Congress recently returned from a seven-week vacation, and they've only got two weeks left until their next one. And now a bonus clip. We'll stick with Barack Obama, who vacationed on Martha's Vineyard, as he told us on January 7, 2013, when he announced the nomination of John Brennan as director of the CIA. People here in the White House work hard. But John is legendary even in the White House for working hard. He is one of the hardest working public servants I've ever seen. I'm not sure he's slept in four years. Uh, we, we, uh, when I was on Martha's Vineyard, uh, uh, John came and did the press briefing. It was in the summer. It's August. He's in full suit and tie. And one of the reporters asked him, uh, don't you ever get any downtime? And John said, uh, I don't do downtime. <laughs> He's not even smiling now. Here at the C-SPAN Podcast Weekly, we work hard too, but we don't do it for Martha's Vineyard. Most of the time, we stay right here in the glass-enclosed nerve center of C-SPAN Radio in beautiful downtown Capitol Hill. That's it for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly, a reminder you can do your own searches in the C-SPAN video library. Just go to cspan.org and use a search bar on top. Search more Martha's Vineyard and other presidential vacation destinations. Thanks for listening. Happy searching and happy Labor Day.